the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Oh, baby, baby, baby. This is Oral Sessions. I'm Renee Paquette. What a show we have today. Listen, we have had on some of the most notable, most recognizable professional wrestlers, athletes, actors, entertainers, comedians on this show. I've had a blast doing that. But today, I bring on the woman who gave birth to me. My very own mother, Carol McKay, is joining us today on the show. This was a a very funny chat. I wasn't really sure what we were even going to talk about, to be honest. What do you talk to your mom about without airing out all of your family's uh, dirty laundry? Which, honestly, I was kind of down to do. Sort of felt like it could have been like a fun little therapy session, but I didn't want to make my mom feel weird or put her in a weird spot. So, uh, you know, we talk about her becoming a grandmother. We'll be calling her nanny. Um, We talk about pieces of advice that she has for me on becoming a new mom, uh, advice on going into labor, how that's going to go, what some of those hurdles can be being a new mom. And we also just talk about some of like my own journey of, uh, you know, if she ever had concerns for me getting into the world of entertainment, how I was going to cut my teeth, how I was going to kind of figure out who I was and make my own way in this damn world. So we we talk about all sorts of different things like that. Um, And we also, huge spoiler, Huge, huge, huge. I dropped my baby's name in the show. Wasn't sure if we were going to keep it. Wasn't sure if we were going to talk about it. But the baby's name is revealed in the show. So get ready for that. Here we go. Here's my mom on oral sessions. Buckle up, buckaroos. Like, is it weird being on this show with me? I guess I have to lean forward to not mess up our mic situation. It yeah. It's weird? Yeah. Oh, well, it's going to be fine. Um, you're in a safe zone. My, I can't stop looking at my own boobs in the video. So if you guys are just listening to the audio, just know that we have a YouTube page where my boobs are up to my chin because I'm about to deliver a baby any day. Uh, okay. So my mom is a guest on the show. She just flew into Las Vegas. We've been here two weeks now, just about. Yeah. Which has gone by really quick. You're here because I'm about to have a baby. You also have a house here. You're moving into that. Where life is changing at a, a very rapid pace. How do you feel about all these changes? It's exciting. I can't wait for the baby. <laughs> what do you think she's going to be like? Probably a whiny, cryy baby like you were. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was a pretty good baby. Of no, just- other than the you know the crying thing, twenty four seven. You're a good baby. <laughs> it's the only way you get shit done, I've realized. Sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease, they say. I learned that from a very early age. Um, how is it transitioning or like the excitement, I guess, of waiting for a grandchild as opposed to your own child? I mean, obviously having your own kid is like, holy shit. Like, I don't even know what to expect because I've never been there. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if my vagina is going to tear to my asshole. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. 
aside from then actually having the baby at home and then is breastfeeding going to be okay? Is my baby going to, you know, you just want your baby to be healthy. Of course, that's like the main concern. But I think for, to be a grandparent, you're like, oh my God, this now other extension oh, of you. Oh, I everything for both grandkids. Like, I, I feel like it's my responsibility. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But like, yeah, because you like say, I mean, say there are days that my kid is crying and being a pain in the ass. You can go, deuces, not my problem. I'm going home. Oh, I would never do that. Do you say that now? No, I know. I would never do that. Really? Yeah. I feel like that would be like the, the best part of being a grandparent is being like, I get to get all the good parts. And then when I'm over it, I get to go home. <laughs> right? A little bit? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it'll take a while for me to get, you know, maybe when they're five and six and yeah being little buggers running around. True. Okay. So my brother just had his kid. I'm having mine. How weird is it having a grandchild during a pandemic? I was shocked. I was shocked when Laura and Eric come over to tell me they were pregnant. Yeah. And then I was shocked when you guys called me. So here we are. But, but that is sort of the name of the game during quarantine. What else is anyone going to do? Right. Everyone's just getting it on. So now knitting, we're having babies. I was knitting and crocheting. But isn't it, but what did it bum you out though? Like when Eric had Paul that you couldn't just go right to the hospital oh, and like, because yeah, you've not been able terrible. to visit a lot because of the no, pandemic. I've seen him twice. Yeah. Once when he was about two weeks and maybe four months. Yeah. Four or five months, something like that. Yeah. That's got to be hard though. Cause you're what, you're about a two hour drive normally when you're home in Canada mm-hmm. from Eric, but to know that you've got a grandchild that you've not been able to see, like that kind of sucks. Oh, it, it's horrible. That's got to be really yeah. sad. And I was even worried about getting here. Right. For the baby's delivery. But it worked out. She made it. She made it across the border. I was talking on here how I became a citizen. So I'm now an American citizen, which means that now I'm going to be able to sponsor you to come live in the United States. How do you feel about that? I think I'm going to try to get a job on the strip. (laughs) Something. Really? Yeah. What do you want to do? I don't know. Oh, you've never told me that. I just thought you were going to hang out. What do you want to do? Like a cocktail waitress? No, I'm just joking. I feel like you would do something like that. No, it would be something bizarre if I was going to do it. Like what? Like working on Fremont? Like the guy who you had to like kick in the nuts for money? No, not. No, no, you know what? You could be one of those nuns that have their boobs out. That's the one I want to be. You could do that. There's a nun on Fremont. She dresses as a nun, but she's got her knockers out. So you could do that. It's so shocking when she turns around that people go, oh. Hey, now. Yeah. You're not ready for it. You're not expected to see that. Yeah. Oral Sessions is proud to be presented by FanDuel. You guys never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Uh, Why do I play FanDuel? I play FanDuel because I'm new to the fantasy game. I kind of need somebody to hold my hand through the whole process. And the thing with the FanDuel Fantasy app is that it's so incredibly easy to use. Even a dum-dum like me can make it work. And if you happen to be a fence sitter like yours truly, you guys can pick a new team every single game. You can switch it up. You can change your mind. It's all up to you. Ball is in your court. So FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match of up to 500 smackaroos when you make your first deposit. Just go to fanduel.com slash cowherd for more info. Fanduel.com slash cowherd. Fanduel, more ways to win. And I guess just going all the way back to, to me being a baby, what was it like preparing to raise kids? 
when you were, I mean, so you had Eric at 30, me at 32. What were we like as babies? I guess specifically me, people aren't listening. No offense, Eric, but yeah. you're the back of the line here. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were honestly both really good kids. You were just a little whiny where you needed to be held and carried around. When did I stop being like that? Um, last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Um, let me see. Um, I don't know, maybe three. Okay. So that's yes. so bad, but then I became like pretty independent, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, if Eric, if Eric had any problems with any neighborhood kids, Renee would go out. Like, I think you're probably like two or three. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to get Ryan. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause kids were bullying my brother at the time. <laughs> You know, one thing that always sticks out in my head that you would say to me, like when you and I would get in like big arguments and stuff and you'd be like, I've never done this before. Like anytime we would be going through an argument or like you're learning things for the first time. And I think that obviously kids don't think about that because we just look to our parents. Yeah. You think they know everything. Yeah. It's so true. Um, What were some of those moments that like kind of stick out to you that um, were like big, like learning moments for you and for me? See, honestly, you guys were really good kids. But you and I had some big battles, though, sometimes. Yeah, but when you're a teenager. Yeah, but we, yeah, but that's what I mean. At any time. I mean, when I'm still living under the same roof as you, you still had to deal with all my bullshit. Yeah, you just wait. <laughs> yeah, but like, tell me about that. What is that like? I mean, it's just a learning curve being a parent, you know, and yeah. if your kids do wrong things, you gotta just deal with it and... What was, I don't know. Was there like a moment that I got in a lot of trouble that you had to like bail me out of or anything? Oh, yes. When you had, you punched that girl in the face in mm-hmm. school. She had it coming though. It's the only time. Okay. So yes, I did punch a girl in the face in high school, but she was mean to me from like eighth grade through to, I think I punched her in the face when I was in like 10th or 11th grade. So it was, we had a little bit of a checkered past. And then she kind of had it coming. But one rule that you always said to me, that is something I still feel like I'm going to say to my kid is if like someone gives you a hard time or if someone hits you, you make sure that you hit them back twice as hard. Absolutely. But it's crazy because we don't live in a world that's like that anymore. You know? Yeah. I mean, that part of it, other than, you know, people who just like to get in fights and stuff. Sure. Yeah. For, for that. It's terrible. But isn't that, it's, it is like, it's such a different time though of like, it is not that it's like, I mean, it is a long time ago. Let's not date ourselves, but like how different it is raising a kid now versus what it would have been like for you raising us. Like we didn't have social media to worry no. about. And we, I'm so glad because we did so much. We went hiking, bike, bicycling, yeah. camping all the time. Yeah. That's something that I worry about with having a kid now is like, Will oh. they be so wrapped up in being on, t- like, watch, not even just TV. TV is one thing. I feel like TV is going to be, like, the lesser of all of the evils. It's, like, spending time on social media. You, obviously, we're also aware of all, like, the bullying that happens online. Yeah. To, to even just, like, the simple shit of, like, turning on a phone and being able to put a filter over your face. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something I really don't want my daughter to have in her head to think she has to look different than how she actually looks. I know, but you know, once they get to that age, some of the things might be of benefit to them. 
Sure. Like learn if you, you know, like say you have like, you can get all these learning things for kids mm-hmm. on those. So that's okay. But yeah, I'm, I hate it when I go in a restaurant and I see the mom, dad, kids are not even talking. They're on these stupid yeah. things. It's like, nobody's that important. Turn it off. 100%. Yeah. And we, I mean, we're all, we all fall victim to it. Like even last night when we were all downstairs watching a movie, like oh. I on purpose left my phone upstairs. Now I'm not doing anything on there. Play a stupid word game that yeah. I don't need to be on there yeah. doing, but it distracts you. You're not hanging out with the people that you're in the room with. You're not even watching the movie that you paid five to rent. Yeah. Like none of those things happen. We're like, to be able to give yourself a little breather. I think we all kind of need it. I think that's why so many people have so many like mental health issues now too. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever feel like that when you're like on your phone too long that you feel like weird? No. Really? Oh, I do. I'm not on my phone that much. You're on your phone a bit. Well, since I'm here, because I've been looking for stuff. I feel like, I feel like that sometimes I'll be on my phone. Sometimes I feel like I can feel myself getting like almost anxious or like a short fuse, which I have anyways. But like, I'm just like on my phone, it makes me feel a certain way. So I feel like being able to like take a step back from that. Yeah. But you're probably on your phone a hundred times more than me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But still it's being able to like recognize that and take a step back. Okay. So you mentioned us going like hiking and camping and all that. How did you manage to always do all of these? Like we went on so many different trips and you always kept things really fun, but you were doing it as a single mom. How did you do that? Well, the thing is, I love doing it. Yeah. You know, because I mean, that's how I grew up. Yeah. But was there, I mean, even just like financially, was there ever times that you were like, felt like you were strapped to be able to pull something like that off and still just. Like, oh, yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> I shouldn't really say this, but it was time to. <laughs> oh, I like where we're headed. If I knew, if go. I needed to get groceries and I didn't have any money, I had two bank accounts. So I write a check to myself, put it in. It's actually fraud. <laughs> Great. You heard it here first, everybody. So anyway, so I'd put it into my other bank and then it would bounce. But I, by the time it bounced, I didn't have time to cover it. So I learned how to manage. Robin Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. And then I was a hooker for a while. So. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> Whatever you got to do to make it neat, right? But I would have had I needed to do that. <laughs> but you, like, I never remember there being times of not being able to do things like even like when I was like playing ringette which could get really expensive from like yeah. new skates and new equipment and like just a registration for the years yeah. like yeah. a grand or whatever yeah um well your dad was always good about yeah. splitting on all that stuff with me so, right yeah that's true that's mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. how did you and dad meet tell me you're like what was your oh. first thing with dad oh gosh I think it just came to my apartment before you know Anyway, that's pretty unremarkable. That's kind of what happened with John and I. Yeah. And um, yeah, I met him when I first, I was only in Toronto for about, I think I moved here when I was 20 or 21. From like Ottawa. From Ottawa. Yeah. To Toronto. Yeah. And of course, everybody I met was in the music industry because Marilyn was working in it. Pat was working in it. This is Marilyn's my, my aunt, my mom's sister, Pat, her husband. Yeah. So we went to all kinds of things and. Yeah, I just met him. So you just met him casually. Did somebody introduce you guys to like set you up to go on a date? Oh, no. No, no. So you saw dad and thought that he was a hot number and you wanted to have a little piece. Yeah, well, I always heard everybody talk about texts and I would text. Okay, Uh, okay, so you guys started dating. 
And then like, what's like your guy's story? Cause I actually, it's funny. You and I've never even really ever talked about this because I have very few memories of you and daddy being together Mm. because you guys split when I was like four, Mm. but he was also on the road traveling with bands and stuff the entire time. Yeah. So from literally from the time that I was born up until I was maybe even going into high school, dad was always touring with bands and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would never really knew him just being at home, but like, how did, what is your guys like story? We met at a Thanksgiving dinner. I went to, I actually went to a friend's place for Thanksgiving dinner. Your dad was there. Okay. And um, yeah. And then he just started. I went and I was working at, I don't know if you heard Wabasso Sheets, but I was, that's where I was. Wabasso Sheets. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big sheet company in Canada. It was. Big in Canada, you guys. Yeah. So anyway, I was, um, you know, he phoned me because he knew I'd get everybody a deal on sheets and, you know. He called you for sheets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he was really good friends with a friend of mine. So, okay. yeah, it's, it was fun. Okay, so you guys start, like, dating. And then did you, I mean, I know that you guys kind of, like, planned on having kids because you had been trying for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys get married? You guys got married before you had kids, right? Yeah. How yeah. long were you married for? We were married, like, for 14 years. I find this kind of like fascinating. Like I always find it fun because for you guys to be together for like 14 years, that's a considerable Mm -hmm. amount of time to be with somebody. Mm -hmm. When did you kind of start to realize it was not the relationship you wanted to be in or that it wasn't necessarily like, okay. The first thing that really bothered me is I go pick, get your dad at the airport and all the people from Anne Marie's, you know, band and entourage and would be coming down and looking so hoity friggin' toity. <laughs> and then Eric would be at the glass, sees his dad, starts crying. And I went, you're getting your own ride home from the airport from now on. Oh, yeah. Cause it made Eric sad. Oh my God. It broke my heart. Oh, that is really sad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Eric was, I mean, that was when Eric was really young, but like, Oh, was he was there, little. Was there like a straw that broke the camel's back? Not to like get into like all of yours and dad's like dirty laundry. I don't get to get into the viewer. Um, dad's not here to defend himself, but I'll call him after. <laughs> uh, I, I hate, I really hate to dirt it, you know. Okay. Then we don't have to. Yeah. I just don't want to say anything that'll make your dad feel bad. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's I, I respect that. That's all right. And if he did it to me, I'd go over and stab him. Oh, he said something bad about you. Oh, I'm on my way. Yeah. I was like, wait, what do you mean? What did he do? Yeah. If he, talked, oh, no. if he talked about you on here. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I can get that. Okay. So you, okay, let's go back because what people don't understand and maybe, maybe you're not even comfortable talking about this. I think it's fine. Well, okay. Fine. But so you were married before dad. Um, yeah. I got married when I was about 18, if you can imagine. How, like, what? and then, oh, let me just tell you this little story. Okay, buckle up. So, we were gonna um, buy um, like a subway place close what is to that? Subway. Like a subway sandwich, yeah, subway sandwich. Oh, and so, I, anyway, I went down to um, you know, check it out and everything because it wasn't in Ottawa, we we're in Ottawa, and mm-hmm. then I just had a feeling he was messing around on me. This so, motherfucker. So I went home, his car wasn't there. And I went, okay, I just hid my car so he couldn't see it. Comes in the door with the girl from work. No. Yeah. What did you do? Oh, I started beating the crap out of her. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be the crap 
got a hem. Oh, he, yeah. He got it too. Everyone, everyone got some. Oh, geez. Everyone got these Carol hands. That's, and then you guys divorced, obviously. I moved to Toronto the next day. Oh, okay. Yeah. How was it going through like a divorce like that? Did you like, did it It was upsetting because I just never thought that would happen. Right. It just, you know, being raised on the army base and stuff, it's just like, that doesn't happen on there. Sure. You know, it's like. You really? Yeah, no. I, I never heard of anybody's parents being divorced on. Oh, I thought you meant on like the base. messing around. I was like, I oh, like that must happen. <laughs> oh, it might, but yeah, but not divorce. I, okay. I would, yeah. yeah. I didn't feel like when you guys got divorced, which would have been in what, like 1990, or you guys separated in 1990? Because I, I was born in 85. Mm. So you guys separated around then, but I feel like even then it was like kind of rare for people to be separate. Now everyone's always splitting up all the time. But. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a hard decision, but. He was away all the time and I was, you were stuff also like, you guys. In, you're incredibly independent as oh, well. Yeah. So I think that's like another factor too, that if somebody becomes like more of a burden for you, it's easier for you to haul like ditch into the side and just keep moving forward. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, but it was not like, it was a terrible, terrible um, guilt that I had. Yeah. And I still have it. You Why? Know? I just, feel bad that that happened to your dad that he had to move out and oh well he made you know. his own bed too he's fine yeah Everyone's i know fine. i know you know i feel very lucky i guess i kind of planned on phrasing this or setting this up differently but i got very lucky with john oh yeah like what a dream boat right he's the best what a, what a handsome nice man except for when he dresses like a gorilla and scares the <laughs> crap out of me <laughs> Oh my gosh. Were you, did you ever have like sort of similar concerns for me before I met John of if I was going to like find the right person or. Well, you know, I I can't even think about that because what's going to happen is going to happen. You know, I mean, you hope someone's, your kids are going to meet someone and yeah, you know, but I already had that problem in our family and you know, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's it's. I always had really nice boyfriends, though. Yeah, I never had like any like shitty mean boyfriends that you didn't like. No, they were all nice. So yeah, but not marriage material. No offense, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But they were all really great. Truly, not marriage material. No, but they were all really really great guys. But you know, you find like that right person. All of a sudden, it's like, and it is funny how that happens because honestly, like anyone that I had been dating before was truly like a solid dude. Like I never dated anyone that was like mean to me or like, mm-hmm. you know, I, anyone I was with was really, really good. But then you get with a person you're actually supposed to be with and you're like, Oh, that's the difference. Oh yeah. And you, it's like this, it's like non-tangible thing to be able to like really put your finger on. But once you find it, you're like, Oh shit, mm-hmm. this is, that's the move. Yeah. Did you feel that with your husband's? You got married again after dad too, but we don't really need to get into him. He was a dipshit. I think it was his uniform that attracted me because he was a paramedic. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're a sucker. Like you, you like a bad boy too. I do. You like, like if there's like a guy on like a motorcycle that like might be a part of a gang, that's <laughs> your kind of guy. You'd be like, all right, what are you doing later? Let's go smoke a cigarette out back, do a shot of whiskey. <laughs> Not that you do shots of whiskey or smoke cigarettes, but you would. In the right circumstance. Well, maybe smoke, but not, no whiskey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. How concerned were you for me 
when I was finishing up high school and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Oh my God. I I was actually horrified (laughs) that you decided you're going to LA. And I'm like, what? You were only 18 because you turned 19 there, right? I, I, I think it was either 18 turned 19 or 19 turned 20. No, I think it was 18, 19. Either. It, it was oh, one of them. Yeah, I, was I cried all the way there. You did. I cried all the way back. It was so awful leaving you there. Okay, but even like prior to that. So prior to me even getting ready to wanting to go to L.A., um, but like when I came to you and I was like, I didn't know, like I finished high school, which like I never even fucking went. Like I hated going to high school. Yeah. I was skipping. Oh home. yeah. I hated like, high school too. I was just over it. Cause I already kind of knew what I wanted to do. Even yeah. if like subconsciously, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, I remember coming to you and Dexter, I like, will always remember the time that I called dad and was like, can I have $250 to sign up for the second city classes? And that's what I, when I was like, hey, I'm going to do that instead of going to college yeah, or whatever. Did that honestly, ever make you be like, oh, fuck, no, because I honestly think sometimes college university is just a waste of time. Go yeah, get, honestly, I, I, I think agree. you need, if you're not going to do like something that you're doing, like go get a trade. Yeah. You no, know? absolutely. Yeah. But like, you weren't worried that you're like, what is my daughter about to do? She's going to go waste a bunch of her time. Maybe she's not going to be successful. No, no, I never thought that. Really? No. Why would I think that? Well, because it, it's, I mean, it's a long shot. If someone's going to be able to like make a, any kind of a living in like the entertainment world, it can be a bit of a stretch. Oh, yeah. No. No. <laughs> okay. Well, put that in your pipe and smoke it. I guess we were always ready to go. Um, but okay. So then once I started like auditioning, doing all my shit, trying to like book jobs, you did have an issue at first. So remember when I was doing ripping it and lifting it, my show on bite TV, cause you hated that I would like swear so much. And like oh. that I had like a potty mouth on TV. Cause you thought that I wasn't supposed to talk like that on TV. And now look at this bitch. I say all sorts of shit. <laughs> Why did that bother you? Um, what? When I would like swear on TV, you used to hate it. Oh yeah. Well, you're so young and pretty. It's like, Oh, do you have to swear? Renee? It's great juxtaposition. It's charming. But I mean, you probably do that because I swear. That's what made it so like pot calling the kettle black, where I was like, excuse me, you're mad at me for swearing. I learned my best swear words. I think from it gets you. the point across really clearly if you include swearing. I agree. <laughs> it adds a little spice, a yeah. little flair into like, your sentence. And in England, I mean, they tell people to fuck off all the time. Like, and it means nothing. It just means go. Yes. Yeah. No, it's so different. I they, wish people here, I'd love it. I'd be telling people to fuck off. All day long. Well, I wouldn't do that in America. People are a little. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they are. Yeah. Right. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would be a little, uh, yeah. I, honestly, there's times here that like I will, I don't honk often or anything, but like, oh God, I would never do that here. You think about when people have like those road rage incidences and someone pulls out a fucking gun. Did you see that movie? Oh, the Russell Crowe one? Yeah. No, you were just telling me about that one. Oh. That, like, that shit happens. Yeah. People are losing their mind. Yes. What a weird time. I would never honk at anybody in the States. Canada, I'd be like, honk. Move, motherfucker. Canada, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Only meant to protect him. Thanks yeah, for just, on. yeah. Sorry. Doing my makeup. Sorry. No, it, it is really like, yeah, you have to like think about stuff like that so much more now. It's, it's absolutely insane. Okay. So you didn't like when I was like swearing a bunch. And well, just because you were, to me, you were still so young. 
Yeah. But I remember us getting in like arguments about it because you, I think you thought and like in her defense, honestly, if I go back and watch it, it does sound like shit, Mm. but I didn't know what I was doing. And I was so like, just figuring out who I was on camera. I was figuring out my own voice. And for me, I really, when I thought about like being like a TV host, it was very much like, I was like, well, I don't want to just be like this presenter and whatever. I was like, no, I wanted to be like, I wanted to, you know, I, I loved Sarah Silverman. I loved Chelsea Handler. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love Joan Rivers and like Joan Rivers was one, like, especially when I was doing like hosting stuff and you watch the stuff that she would say on like red carpets and you're like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. Where that was more like, that was more what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was just trying to figure all that out. But I mean, yeah, there's times that I go back and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> well, how did, how did this make it to air? What the fuck? <laughs> And I just, I didn't know what I was doing, but that's part of like the learning experience. But even like when you called your YouTube thing, oral sessions, I'm like, oh, you really want to use that one? (laughs) Here we are. Oral sessions up and running. We've got people that work on the show. You saw them. So stop questioning. (laughs) I mean, you weren't the only person to question that. Even when I said it to John at first, he was like, Oh yeah. But then literally later that day, he was like, I actually really like it. So he came around, but cause honestly, I truly, truly did not mean it as a sexual innuendo. Mm. That is not what I had in mind. I mean, obviously that's what comes to mind when you think of oral sessions, duh. But I like my, the way my stupid idiot brain works, I was like, well, it's just about a show about great conversations that come from your mouth oral oral sessions like how come you can take an oral test and people don't think you're just giving someone a blowjob <laughs> right do people think that if you say i have an oral i have an oral exam see people don't think like that but for some reason oral sessions tips people off it's not really what i had in mind but <laughs> i stuck my guns i kept it i love the name of this show but yeah often like when guests are on they're like Cool show name or like I'm sure there's like research go into like what is this show what um, are you talking about you gotta keep it a little cheeky you know keep keep people on the edge of their seat hey golf fans this weekend FanDuel is hooking up new users with an instant bonus of up to $500 when you make your first fantasy deposit Just sign up to unlock your deposit bonus. Then use that bonus to play in this weekend's $500,000 PGA Eagle Contest, where first place takes home $100,000 in cash. I love playing fantasy golf on FanDuel. You know, it's so easy to play. You pick six of your favorite golfers for your lineup. One lineup is needed for an entire weekend of action. Very easy scoring. Get points for birdies, eagles, etc. And super fast payouts. Get paid in as little as 24 hours. But most of all, I love the variety of contests that you guys can enter. Uh, you know, there's there's big major contests, but also the daily snake draft contest for daily action, final round contests, and many, many more. The field is absolutely loaded for this weekend's major championship, which makes for some pretty exciting fantasy golf. So get in on the action and download the FanDuel Fantasy app today and sign up to unlock your instant deposit bonus up to $500,000. Age and location restrictions apply. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. Um, okay, so I moved to LA. I was very far away from you. 
I had no it was the worst. fucking money. Mm-hmm. I had no money. I was working at that one bar under the table because I was also in America illegally. Not illegally. I would stay for like the six months and then go back to Canada. So it's not like I was just like, and I was only there for about nine months or so. But yeah, how stressful was that for you? Having it a was, kid in a different country. It was the worst. With no money, no means to make any. I had no experience. I had not even worked. Oh. Um, as a, as like an entertainer, really, like maybe I was like an extra in something. Yeah. Well, I've been an extra in the Kelly Clarkson yeah. video mm-hmm. and Tom Green. I think I did that when I got home. Oh yeah. I think that was before. Like, I think literally me playing a bridesmaid in the Kelly Clarkson music video oh. was like the most TV yeah. experience I had. And I was like, I'm ready to go to America. I'm ready to go to Hollywood. I'm ready to go. After you went to LA. I had renters in the bottom of my house at that really nice basement apartment. Yeah. And uh, the young guy who lived down there, he came and he said, are you okay, Carol? And I said, why? And he says, there's a lot of wine bottles in the." <laughs> <laughs> I thought he meant like, like oh. sobbing. Oh, my oh, God. No. My neighbors went through my trash cans. They'd be saying that to me for years. It's actually one of the nice things about being pregnant is when I take out the trash, it's not clink, 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 yeah. clink anymore. Yeah. It will be soon, but... <laughs> My, my garbage is have a nice little break. Yeah. We'll chill the, uh, that champagne and yes. bring it. Are you allowed to have it at the hospital? I think so. People will pop a bottle of champagne when you have a baby. It's time to celebrate. Yeah. Though I think popping that cork seems a little scary. Honestly. <laughs> right? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Someone doesn't hit the baby. It's like a nurse or something. I can, I guess, handle that. Hopefully it doesn't, but oh someone doesn't God. hit the baby. <laughs> Ooh, welcome to the world. Your middle name is now Voov. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Um, what were times that like I called you? Like, did you ever think that I was gonna like throw in the towel and not keep pursuing this? Well, you were very sad when you came back, and that made me, that made me very sad. But no, I, I knew that you'd so well just for like out. just for like context for people. So I ended up coming back home. I was living in Los Angeles for you know the nine months, whatever. Um, but like I said, I had no experience. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just felt like I was ready to go and I'm going to move, but I had no agent. I had no visa. I had no resume. Like I literally had fucking nothing. I know I didn't have two dimes to rub together. I made $50 a night that I worked what three nights a week. I had no money. Um, but then I got sick. Remember? Mm -hmm. And that was my first realization of like the American healthcare system where I was like, wait, Mm. what? And she calls me and she's crying. I'm like, oh my God. I didn't realize you couldn't just go to the doctor. That was going to cost me like a thousand dollars to be able to just get like a checkup. And I had like a really, really bad cold. And that's when I was like, I I gotta go home. That was (sighs) it for me. But I like, it was truly that like heart. I really like, I can remember that pain. Oh. I felt like I had failed myself. I oh, felt yeah. like a loser. I yeah. felt like I just fucked up. Yeah. That I wasted kind of everyone's time. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you came down to Los Angeles with me. You helped me get a car mm-hmm. that like. Found you a place to live. You found me a place to live, which is like the most random story ever because you were, what, you were sitting next to someone on a flight, right? Yeah. What happened? Well, the lady was from Toronto. She was really, really funny because before the plane even was ready to take off, she goes, could we have a drink here? <laughs> and, um, so anyway, we're, we, I was just talking. I said, my daughter wants to go to LA and I don't know where she's going to stay. And she said, well, I have this friend and she has a room. And she said, it's a really nice place. 
And so, and that was Gwen. <laughs> That's right. That's how shit happens in Canada. Yeah. And then Gwen was coming down to the music festival. Or, uh, the film festival. Film festival, sorry, in um, Toronto. Yeah. So we went and met with her and she was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we first met Ida? She was like a brat. Oh, yeah. And then she, she apologized. Like, like, oh, what are you doing in my house? Yeah. Yeah. But she was lovely. Her and I got along so well. Oh, I yeah. actually like I lucked out so much living with them. Yeah. They were fantastic. I I love those guys. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. But I mean it was just this like random coincidence of like, yeah. all right, so you're gonna hang out here, you're gonna move in here. I was working under the table at this random or not random, it was actually a cool little spot called the mint. But um anyways, then I came home. Once I realized I just burped, I don't know if that picked up on the mic, sorry. Um, came home, started working at the score. Well, no, we don't need to get into all my career shit. Who really gives a fuck? But um, not who gives a fuck, but it's old news. Who really cares? Honestly. Who cares? Um, okay, so what's like your advice to me? How do I become a good mom? Teach your kid to be kind. But not too kind. You don't want to push over. Right? No. Oh no. We need no, a no, fine no. line. No. Like be nice to people. Well, maybe the no word shit. maybe the word's polite. Like a big thing for me is the taking no shit. But that's like a fine line. Like, don't be an asshole with the no take like taking no shit. Oh, like yeah. know your own limitations. Yes. It, yeah, like and I never wanted you guys to get bullied or anything. So, you know. Yeah, and neither of us really did. Thank God. No. Because you had so much confidence. Right. And the one time I did get bullied, I, I punched her in the face. Yeah. And we became friends after, and it's totally fine. But I know. They called me from the school, and they said, oh, Renee's in the principal's office. And I went, oh, okay. And uh, said uh, she punched a girl in the head. And I went, oh. <laughs> and I said, can I, can I speak to Renee? And Renee says, hi, Mom. And I said, was it that girl? And she went, yeah. And I went, good girl. I'll be right there to get you. <laughs> hero at that point because you're really into a lot of people um oh there was like a crowd waiting outside to yeah, cheer like you I, on. I got my flowers that day you were like hell yeah fight 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 but yeah. it was over in like two seconds but that was like the quintessential like all right i've let this go for a long time and you finally said something to my face and i was like bitch what yeah then we got in a fight i know but you know what that's built in you 100 from me because i mean i would killed for you guys <laughs> you are also just like scrappy i don't think i am so much now um, i think you are always a hair away from becoming scrappy which mm. i am too i'm mm. like that mm. i can be so nice but if someone like fucks with me i'm like oh here we go oh oh the yeah no if off. someone oh yeah if someone messes with me yeah, yeah. you're gonna regret it <laughs> you got it coming <laughs> Uh, that can be a difficult thing to deal with because sometimes I, sometimes I get on myself about that because I can be a total hothead, as you know. She can too. I learned it from her. So it's funny because you always give me shit for being like that. But I am aware of when I do it. But it's crazy because once it happens, it's really hard to go back. You're like, I'm going. I know I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I see it fucking coming a mile away. But it's, it's really hard to like stop. Are you like that too? Can you talk yourself off the ledge when you feel yourself getting fired up? Honestly, I haven't got fired up for a long, long time because I I live by myself like for like 15 years now. You've not been in a relationship for how long? I'd say 15 years. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Oh my gosh. Do you miss being in a relationship? No, 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 no. There's not even any part of it that you miss? No. 
Why do you function so well as a solo act? Because I like my own company <laughs> and I have friends. I talk to everybody, but yeah. What about you don't miss like the intimacy? No. Really? I have my uh, share. <laughs> so we're, good. we're all good there. That, that's all. That store's closed. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. I, yeah, it's because it, I always kind of look at it where like I wish that you would date. You're a great catch. I am, but I can be a bitch if someone's in my face, though. Very true. Yeah. But don't you like wish that you don't want like someone to like grow old with? No. I have my dog. Well, sure. She's got a window. <laughs> we all do. I have my dog, my knitting, my crocheting. And now some grandbabies. Yeah. Oh, I definitely wouldn't want to be in a relationship with grandbabies. I wouldn't Why? want that. Because I wouldn't want that to come in between me and the grandbabies. So now you're here in Las Vegas. You don't want to like scope out what like the dating no. scene is no. like here? No, no, no. Why? I'm not, it's not even in my brain anymore. That's not totally true. You did tell me that you were. Do not talk about that. <laughs> oh my God, Renee, I'll kill you. <laughs> We don't have to get into specifics. I'm just saying no, you're still like, no. all I'm saying is that you're an adult woman with blood in your veins. You know, there's a pulse. It was just like a passing, you know, we're good now. A fleeting thought yeah, we're that good is now. now gone. Okay. Um, for birth, what is your advice for me? You know, like it was so different when I had a baby. I mean, you go in, you don't go to like classes and, you know, do, do, you, all that. do you think that stuff's all bullshit? I don't think it's stupid, but do you think it's just, do you think that we, like my generation is all very like, I don't want to say we're soft, but we're always like, well, like, we'll have like, even just like for me having my baby. So I'm like, what's your birth plan? Do you have a doula? Do you have all these things? Like, oh yeah. I think that stuff is like, just I think it's bullshit. It's just things. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, people don't need all that stuff. It, you know, it's insane. Well, that's sort of and even that- like the number of like, I don't even think we had ultrasounds when I was pregnant. You Pretty must sure. have. I don't think so. But they would just listen to the heartbeat or something? It was like, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. Like, cause, Cause you was in 83. 85 for me. Yeah. Because you didn't know the gender. No. Of us. No. Was that just because it wasn't, it, it must have been an option. No. Really? Not back then. No. I don't know when that changed. Yeah, me neither. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA in play. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA in play turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcome of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you even more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA in-play, so the action's always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use, and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to because NBA in-play is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA in-play today. Okay, so what if my vagina rips open? They'll salt back up. I don't know why they don't do episiotomies. Because that's what makes you tear more. That's why they stop doing it. Because oh. it like it starts an episiotomy. It's mostly men that listen to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so listen the, up. The episiotomy is when they like cut 
your vagina to yeah. like make yeah. more space. Yeah. Or to like help it. I mean, it's going to stretch. That's a fact, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think the episiotomy is what leads it to like that. And then, then oh, people it's get like a tear tears. just starting. Exactly. Oh, it's like you gosh. give it, you give it a. I had a episiotomy, so can I say? Uh huh. I guess teach their own, but they just sew it back up. How long were you out? Like, not, could you sit down? Oh, um, do I need a blow Was up he back then? Thing? Like one of those hemorrhoid pillows? Should uh, I buy one of those? Probably would help. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. Like the, like the medical shit that you don't think about or like the conversations that I've had with John. I mean, we're so open about everything anyways, but there's times that like, I'll tell him like, I didn't poop today or like this happened. Oh. The things that you don't even prepare to happen during pregnancy that you're like, I mean, I tell him literally everything whether he wants to hear it or not. Yeah. Get it preparing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I told you. Well, the main thing that I know that he got advice finding out that we were having a daughter is everyone's like, make sure to wipe her from front to back. Yeah. So that she doesn't get poop in her regime. Yeah. This is a riveting episode. Of- and again, <laughs> you guys. and again, I don't remember that being an issue when you were a baby. <laughs> well, I mean, that is a fact. But, I guess he's but we didn't careful. get all these stupid little classes to learn all this. Well, so. but now, I mean, oh, it, but it is a fine line. So I'm with you on that. Some of this stuff does feel like fluffy fringe mm-hmm. bullshit of like, mm-hmm. all right, all right, all right. She's coming out. She's coming out. She's going to survive. Yeah. That's why I don't feel so nervous about it where I'm like, well, she's coming out. Like mm-hmm. whether I participate or I like, yeah, whether I pick a certain path that I think is going to be better for me or not, like. Yeah, she's coming out. One, whether I need a C-section, she comes out naturally. Who knows? Yeah, whether I, I don't know. I could get a million different other ways that I'm going to deliver this baby, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen no matter it's what. So there's out. no point in like stressing yourself out about it. Um, but the one thing that I do want us to do is like the CPR class. That that that's very important. Yeah, yeah, we should do that tonight, maybe. Okay, because the baby could be here at any moment. Um, and you love her name, right? We're not, we, we're not saying her name. It's John downstairs. Ask him if he cares if we say it. He won't care, but maybe we'll give him a little if exclusive I here. I don't know. Forget. We'll say it on here. If we need to take it out, we'll take it out. Oh, should we just do it then? Sure. Are you going to text him? No, it's fine. We'll say it. And if he is, if we don't want it in there, we'll take it out. Okay. Um, okay. So we're naming our baby Nora, which is a tribute to your mom, who is Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Nobody called her Nora. But it just seemed to me like a nice little homage to Nanny without it being full Eleanor, but to just have like a little bit of Nanny. Nanny was the best. She was the best. Yeah, absolute best. And it makes me like, it does make me sad that John never got to meet Nanny, but I do love that he was so on board with us naming our daughter after her. Yeah. And it was such a no brainer of like, yeah, 100% that's her name. And even... Even when John was in Nova Scotia and you guys went to see he my dad. Randy. Yeah. Oh my God. He was such a sweetheart following my dad <laughs> around. My dad showing him everything and well, his shit. But my dad was starting to get dementia then. And- but he had a good day that day, which was great because I yeah. wasn't sure what we were going to get. So John had a house show um, in Halifax and my grandparents lived in Picto, which is about an hour outside of Halifax. Mm. 
And uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what version of Grampy we were going to get that day, but I was so happy that Grampy and John got to meet. Oh. And yeah, they, all he wanted to do was show John his shed, Absolutely. show him his fence. Oh, like. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All the best. His garbage cans. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We, we, it's funny. We had a yard sale down there. Um, Cindy and I had one to get rid of some of their stuff. Cindy's my mom's sister. And so Grandpa would come out and like his dimensions, you know, it's, it's starting to kick in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'd have people and he'd be taking them in his shed to sell all of his tools. I went, don't buy them. Don't buy them. This isn't real. Just play along. Yeah. 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 Do you think that Grampy got dementia so quickly because Nanny passed that he just sort of, you know how that like happens when people have been together for so long and one goes and the other one just kind of fades. Well, I mean, he did kind of have it a little bit before Nanny died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't, see how that I don't think that would give you dementia. Grief. No, but I think it, it's your, the human body is weird mm-hmm. how it handles. And see, grief. dementia is like in the brain too, yeah. right? So, yeah. but, um, and he was always like a moody bugger. <laughs> oh my God. Sure was. <laughs> it was like me. I was a favorite grandchild. So I was always good. Oh but. my God. He was so moody. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Run for family, everybody. Oh. <laughs> um, but you love our baby's name, right? Yeah, I love Nora. It's very Sweet cute. Sweet girl. Can you tell it, the middle name or no? Yeah, it's Murphy. So it's should be Nora Murphy good. And Murphy was a name that I really loved. My sister's dog's name is Murphy. <laughs> it's not named after my aunt's dog. I assure you that. I just think it's like a cute little, like spunky little name. Yeah, I like it for the middle name. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I liked it for her first name too, but that got shut down really quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of came upon her name really quickly. John and I both had agreed to Nora like forever ago, like really, really early on. I know, but then when you called me about a month ago, you went, you know what? Well, it's hard naming a person. <laughs> Naming a person is really stressful. Like, is that going to be her name? My only hang up is not being able to short form it to something, but I know I'm going to call something will happen. Oh, she'll be end up getting called baby or I don't know. Yeah. I'll probably call her Chicky. Missy. Missy was a big thing. Nanny used to always call me. Yeah. Oh, me too. Missy and Chicky. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Missy's a good one. Yeah. Actually, um, Jesse, your dad's mom. Calls me Missy. Oh, does she? She used to always call me Missy. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's one that will be like past him 100%. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it is sweet. Um, all right. Well, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about here? You sure you don't want to air out your sexual history? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't even say that. <laughs> Ew, I look like a fucking house. <laughs> do you believe how huge I am? Like, what is happening here? All I can see is a massive it's face just a, it's just and a, a ton of boobs. <laughs> it makes you look, I look like I'm fat in it too. It's just. It's you camera. don't, you look skinny. I'm, I'm also, I'm a little closer to the camera than you are. I need to like, if I sat back here, but then I'm like, whatever. I'm just huge right now. It is what it is. I'm about to deliver a baby. I'm nine months pregnant. What do you people want from me? <laughs> let me be fat. Let me be fat and let me live. All right, mom. Thanks for joining me on oral sessions. It was fun having you on for a little chit chat. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Next time um, I'll get you to give us the real dirt. This was a tame version, but I know that you have um, a lot of skeletons in your closet and I'm well, them out here. we need to do a show after so that we can both drink wine. 
Oh, great. And it'll come out. You know, it'd be great too, is to have John chime in here. I feel like you'll, you'll chat with him more than you will with me. Yeah. No, 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 that's not true. Yeah, I would. (laughs) No, I just like, I see your point. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he, he would like poke and prod you. Oh my God. Where I feel like you think I'm like going to pull one over. I'm going to say, I I know all your actual secrets and you're afraid I'm going to let them out. out this has been oral sessions with my mom carol who's gonna be a nanny yay coming up real soon yeah any day now oh i forgot my nanny (laughs) t-shirt you know those hot takes you post on social media well now you can win up to five thousand dollars when you put those takes to the test on FanDuel. It's a new game called over under and it's absolutely free to play on FanDuel. so here's how it works FanDuel will set lines on things like total points or three-pointers made during every NBA on TNT broadcast. All you have to do is pick over or under for every prop. Your picks could win you a share of $5,000 during every contest. FanDuel is the exclusive home for over-under, and it's available in all 50 states. You can play from anywhere. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash over under and sign up now. If you've not done so already, please just do it. You're going to love it. Just create a new FanDuel account. If you don't already have one, it takes less than two minutes to sign up. Then you put your takes to the test during every NBA on TNT broadcast at fanduel.com slash over under. They could be worth up to 5,000 bucks. Do it. Age and location restrictions apply. See fanduel.com for terms and conditions. Thank you to my mother, Carol, for joining me on the show. Uh, I know it's a lot of pressure when your daughter's like, hey, you want to come on my show so I can interview you? And she was a she was a champ. She never even hesitated when I asked her to do it. So kudos to her for just kind of jumping in and being like, all right, whatever. She, she's sick of my BS at this point. She she knows it's easier to just agree to it. Worry about what happens on the other side of things. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I mean, it was us talking about a lot of like motherhood woman things and uh, growing up, raising a family. All It was this was like some real life stuff, which I thought was really cool. This is a nice way to sort of switch things up as I'm getting ready to transition into this new role in my life, which I'm very excited about. So it was cool to be able to pick my own, my mom's brain about that and see how she managed it all, how she juggled it all. Thank you to Carol. Thank you to the Volume Network for putting the show together. Uh, all right, guys, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Renee Paquette and the Volume Sports for all things the Volume Network. There's, you know, several other podcasts there that I think could really tickle your fancy. If you want to get into the sports world, you want to get into the betting world. There's all sorts there that I think uh, everyone can find a show that will uh, will spark their interest. Thanks for hanging out with me, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. 